to do the things that you want us to do. In Jesus' name I pray all this. Amen. In 2001, uh, sorry, in uh, 1998, in Ashgrove, there was a little child care center. And uh, it ran quite successfully. And then in 2001, it became 43 centers they have. In November 2005, it became 697 centers. And in June 2006, it became 950 centers. This center is very famous and all. And, and then it got to the opportunity to acquire other uh, childcare centers in other countries as well. So that center in 2006 acquired in UK and US groups of shopping centers, uh, childcare centers, and they become a very large group. And by the end of 2008, they have 120,000 childcare centers. I think you know which one I'm talking about. I'm talking about the ABC learning. And, uh, and you know that that, um, shopping, uh, that childcare center finally become bankrupt and was received by government and was wind up owing uh, $2 billion of debt. So this is called ABC learning. And in 2008, when the bankrupt has happened, the ABC Learning Chief Executive uh, Officer, Eddie Gross, was being interviewed in the radio, and he was asked a question. Is it, greed, is it greedy for you to open so many shopping centers in such a short time? And then you know how he replied? He replied, no, I'm not greedy. It is my ambition. So he's his ambition is to build his kingdom, and it seems to be a very normal thing that everyone should have. So how do we tell the difference between greediness and ambition? We all know that ambition is a good thing, right? When I don't know about Australian, but when we were young in Chinese school, we often uh, asked by the teachers to write an essay on my ambition. Have you had this kind of thing when you were young? Yeah, I, I remember I wrote an, uh, my essay and I wanted to be a firefighter. <laughs> but now I am a pastor. Yeah. Over the years, our ambition will change because we have different things experienced in our lives. And after becoming Christians, we have new thinking, we have new ambitions. So do we need to change our ambition when after we become Christians? Yes or no, right? Because Jesus calls us to deny ourselves and put on a new self. And that means we should have a new ambition. And this is the ambition for us to serve God in whatever capacity He gives us. This is the capacity for us to be more serving God, 
is a holy ambition that we also all should have. It is to be used by God. And because He made us for the sake of His kingdom. So this is our real ambition that we all should have. And that's why in First Timothy chapter 3, verse 1, Paul said to Timothy, This saying is trustworthy. If someone aspires to the office of the elders, he desires a good work. So here it says, If someone has the ambition to become an elder, he is desiring a good work. Or NIV says it's, he is assigning a noble task. His task is noble. So maybe we first understand this uh, the the passage by looking at this um, the passage that we have just read about Paul's um, saying farewell to the elders in the Ephesus, and then we can understand the task of elders. You know this passage talks about um, when Paul was in Miletus, he was carrying a lot of uh, money collections from different churches. He's going to bring those collections to Jerusalem because Jerusalem has a lot of uh, financial difficulty. So he was in a hurry and he couldn't stay in Ephesus. But Ephesus was a place where he has good connection, he, where he has had, um, pastored the people there for three and a half years. He know the people there. He build them up. And then they become elders themselves. So now when, when Paul was in Miletus, he was in a hurry, so he asked those elders to come over to Miletus, to travel a long way to Miletus. This, so the Miletus and Ephesus is about the distance from here to Gold Coast. And you know they don't have car at that time. So they have to use donkey or, or walking, whatever. So it shows they have good relationship with one another. He has a good impact in their lives. Otherwise, these elders won't be so um, willing to come uh, to this long distance. And as you read the last part of this passage, we are say, talk, is talking about this elders because they couldn't see Paul ever again. They know that they are not going to see him again. So they all weeping loudly. So they have a very strong relationship that they have built up over the, the last uh, few years. So it is in this context that Paul talked to these elders. He's sharing about his personal story. He's speaking from the bottom of his heart about what he did for them as an elder. So we can know from this passage what should elder do, what a good elder should do. And I can uh, show you four tasks that an elder should do. The first one is uh, caring for the flock, caring about the flock. It's uh, overseeing them. You know, at that time, um, here in verse 28, it says that be a shepherd, be shepherds of the flock of God. So this is 
what Paul told the elders to become shepherds. And that's the meaning of being elders. To be overseeing, to be shepherds, and that means to care for them. And I th- I'm sure you, maybe some of you may have heard this morning when Pastor David talked about Ezekiel chapter 34 verse 6. It says, My ship wandered over all the mountains and on every high hill. My ship was scattered over the entire face of the earth with no one looking or searching for them. So this passage talks about the heart of God. God wants his people to be shepherds. God wants someone to take care of his flock. And when his flock is not being shepherded, God is so <coughs> sad and God is so painful. So like in verse 4, Ezekiel uh, uh, chapter 34 verse 4 says, You have not strengthened the weak, healed the sick, bandaged the injured, brought back the strays, and sought the lost. These are all the things that the pastors should do, caring about the flock, shepherding them. And, you know, we are talking about a very popular industry at the time, in, like in the time of Jesus. Because at that time, the temple was still there in Jerusalem. And the temple needs a lot of uh, sheep for sacrifice. So you can imagine there should be a lot of sheep required. And so shepherding is actually a blooming industry. A lot of people doing shepherding. And then, because Jerusalem was a place where there are not many classes, so if sheep want to have food, they have to be shepherded to, to the south, to, to about 3 km to uh, Bethlehem, near Bethlehem, their wilderness. You know, we read in Luke 2 that those shepherds will take care of the sheep, take the sheep there to pastures to feed them and to take care of them. So very often, they um, not working under the supervision of the owner. They hire some shepherds and the shepherds take care of the flock for them. So they have one responsibility. They should get back the same number of sheep back to, back to the owner. Because in the summer days there's no rain in Jerusalem, so they have to, may need to stay a long time in Bethlehem near the wilderness. And, uh, you know, everything, many things can happen. And some of the shepherds, they are not performing well and they steal sheep and they, if they are newborn sheep, they just take away, sell it, sell it, the produce, sell it. So, so it's required that if they lost a sheep, then when they go back to Jerusalem, they have to pay back the money to, to the owner of the sheep. So, we, the, the shepherd has a special responsibility to keep the flock and don't let any of the flock to went astray. Otherwise, he has to pay for it. So, this is also our responsibility as an elder or a pastor to take care of the flock, keep them together, not let them running astray. 
And then if someone went astray and no longer become a Christian, we, we may be need to, um, at the end of the day, at the end time we, we, when we see God, we have to be responsible for their lives. So this is what Hebrew uh, chapter 13 says. We, ha- we are responsible to each of the people who come to this church and become a member. So this is uh, the most important thing that we do is to, um, to be shepherding the flock, to encourage the weak, to uh, take care of those wounded. So if we have this uh, responsibility, so you as, uh, say for example, a sheep, so how do you interact with the elders and pastors? If you have problems, if you have issues, you come to him. He is here, he is there to help you to solve your problem because your problem may tie you down and that you no longer want to go to church or you no longer want to um, be staying together with the community of Christians. So during those moments, you have to come to the elders and pastors and share your problems so that we can help you this is because this is our task so this is one thing the second thing Paul said in this uh, passage is to the, the other role is to feed the feeding the flock in verse uh, 33 and 34 says I have decided no one silver or gold or clothing. You yourselves know that these hands of mine provide my needs and the needs of those who were with me. So we are talking about feeding the flock. It's not only feeding them spiritually, but also physically to help them with the uh, difficulties. If they're going through difficulties in their lives, this is what they do, what we do too. And that's why one of the requirements to be a good elder is to be hospitable to strangers. When people don't have anything, you, you um, help him, and and it's not for personal gain. And and Paul gave us a very good example that he worked using his hands to provide for the needs of his colleagues, those who were with them. So an elder should be profitable and he should be a giver. Not only feeding them physically, but also spiritually. And most important is for the elders to teach the Word of God. And you know how, from this passage, you know how important it is the Word of God to the ministry of Paul. ministry of Paul says that um, the ministry of Paul, you can see that this become very important, the word of God. In verse 24, But I do not consider my life worth anything of, to myself, so that I may finish the task and the ministry that I have received from the Lord Jesus to testify to good news of God's grace. Testify to the good news of God's grace. This is the word of God. And now, verse 32 says that, And now I entrust you to God and to the message of His grace. So it's, this is a little bit strange. Usually, uh, Paul would have said, I entrust you to God. 
But now he said, she entrusts you to God and the word of God, the message of his grace. Because he explained that this message is able to build you up. It's able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. So the word of God should be the main focus of the ministry of an elder. And this is what we're doing as pastors in this church. We study very hard. Pastor David, Pastor Darrell, me studying very hard every day on the word of God so that we can teach you um, what we believe is what God is saying to us in different circumstances. So this is the second role of uh, us as pastors, to be feeding the flock, to teach you the word of God. So an elder should be someone who, who likes to study and like to teach the word of God. And if you know that this is the role of elder and pastors, so you should think about how are you interacting with the pastor to help you with your feeding. You know, if you have low money, if you have financial difficulty, you should also talk to your pastor and elder so that they know your problem. They can help you in some way. This is also our role to help you to get strong when to face the difficulties in your life. But we also are here to answer your questions about the Bible. So when is the last time that you have asked an elder or a pastor a question in the Bible? I've been pastor here for almost three years. Only a few people, three or four, come and ask me questions. So I encourage you to um, make use of us, pastors, and to ask us questions when you are not sure about the Bible. We are here to help you. We are here to feed you with the Word of God and the word of God can build you up. I remember when I was young, I always have an inquisitive mind. I always ask the pastors and elders until they cannot answer. This may be something that we should do again. Now maybe you are so used to searching over the internet, you are not used to asking a pastor. Now maybe this is something that we can consider doing. Uh, and this is the second role of of the elders and pastors. The third role we saw in this passage is in uh, chapter uh, this chapter and uh, verse uh, 28 to 30. Watch out for yourselves and for all the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to shepherd the church of God that He obtained with the blood of His own Son. I know that after I am gone, fierce wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. Even from among you, your own group, men will arise teaching provisions of the truth to draw the disciples away from them. So, the third role is to watch over the flock. We have 
um, caring about the flock, feeding the flock, and now we have watch over the flock. It's against the false teaching and rules. Now, at that time when when the shepherds was shepherding in the wilderness, and at night time, they all asked the sheep go into a cave or a, a gate, a circle of uh, enclosure where the sheep will stay there overnight, and then the shepherd will just lay on the gate, on the front, on the um, the door, and then he himself become the door to the to the enclosure. So is to protect the flock from we we saw that from the Bible that there are many different kinds of animals like wolves, bears, lions that would be potentially attacking the flock. And also there are some thieves at night they will steal they may come and steal the flock. You know at that time the flock size can vary from twenty to five hundred sheep. Per, part, per, per shepherd. So it's very important for the shepherd to uh, look after the flock. So in Paul's time, there were many false teachers. They were um, just at that time, first century, there was, uh, there was a movement of orators. And the people emphasize on the look, on the outlook of themselves. And oratory become a very uh, professional industry and people come and people will pay you to speak for them. And then there will be orators who can perform quite um, well, quite attractive. And then they they go to the gym and exercise to make them attractive in their body so that when they talk, they become very more convincing. But the, the content of what they said is just not the gospel. They are talking about something like salvation by works or some human wisdom. But this is what Paul <coughs> warned the elders to be uh, careful for, to be watch out for, not to... Um, because the ship may follow people who who look good, appear to be good speakers, uh, look well, but at, in the essence they are not talking about the truth. So the ship may gone astray because of that. So this is something that the elders should uh, look and uh, watch over. And that's why Paul encouraged them to watch over this kind of thieves, this kind of wolves. And also, they, the elders have to watch over themselves because they may become someone who teach the wrong thing to the people. So we as elders, I know there are some elders here, we should all be careful that uh, what we speak is teaching the truth. And it's not only to protect the flock from harmful teaching, but also to keep the flock in unity. So it is to watch over some of the things that happening in the church that would destroy this unity. This is something that we are all watching over.
so we should encourage people to continue to work in God's path to uh, discipline those people who destroy unity and purity of the church and like those people who speak against other people as people who, who gossip people who make false teaching people who are proud rebellion so we have the responsibility to rebook them so if elders have this role if pastors have this role I also want to encourage you to help us to be also be watchful of this kind of things happening whether they are false teachers in the church whether they are people who destroy the unity of the church when you know this kind of things happening just tell the pastors and elders so that we can you can help us to uh, maintain this to be a flock in unity okay the last one we can look at um, what Paul is saying here in verse 35 it says that he is being an example he worked in um, he that's what he's doing in all things that he is being an example to them and this is to leading them to follow his um, him and and he as the follower of Christ he is asking the elders to follow him he's being an example of these elders and it's also asking the elders to become example to the flock so he's leading the flock this is the four, four things that he um, the fourth thing that uh, uh, he do uh, an elder should do you know at that time in Palestine the, the kind of shepherding is different from other countries it's uh, quite strange but quite unique because the shepherd is not standing at the uh, back of the ship. In Palestine, the shepherds are standing, running in front of the ship, and then call, ask the ship to follow him. And this is different. If you look at some videos in YouTube, you can see in many countries when people shepherd, they use. Uh, shepherd dogs and, and then drive the flock forward and the shepherd was at the, uh, at the back but this is something that uh, the shepherd is doing he is leading the flock he is um, asking the flock to follow him and this is um, and he is leading by his example and he's leading by being a servant just like Paul in verse 19 says he he has served the law with all humility and with tears and with the trials that happened to me because of the plots of the Jews. He was uh, serving God as a servant, humbly. And he, he is difficult, but he endured. And he is so an example. And this is an example of elders. We have to be enduring to endure for the 
purpose of uh, leading a flock and and if this is what pastors, elders are doing we are trying to lead you so please uh, follow so this is if it is the role of us that we are leading so a good flock is a flock that follows so this is why in um, Hebrew chapter 13 verse 17 says obey your leaders and submit to them for they keep watch over your souls and will give an account for their work let them do this with joy and not with complaints for this would have no advantage for you so we are people who are watching over your souls so we are accountable for our work so we want you to obey the elders and pastors in this church and this is good for you and this is the what Hebrew says here so let's be a flock that obey and follow the leaders so we have talked about four roles of elders to be caring about the flock feeding a flock watching over the flock and leading the flock so Paul in in this last meeting of uh, with the elders he spoke from the bottom of his heart the important things about being an elder and he explained the, the things that an elder or pastors have to do because the flock is precious the flock is brought using the blood of God the blood of his own son and that's why we should be careful in handling the issue of election of elders we have to pay attention to it we have to pray over it this is an important thing to elect a good leader to lead us so if you are not long, if you are not a um, member you can't um, vote about uh, the elder so I encourage you to become a member of this church to be to have someone who is accountable for your life and if you, you are a member vote for a good elder observe who is suitable and encourage them to become elder someone who cares someone who can teach well someone who is responsible and someone who can be an example to the others in many areas and then you obey the elders of this church learn from them the word of God imitate those who imitate Christ sometimes you may not like his character you may not like your pastor but because he's your pastor you have to follow and obey this may be hard but if he's speaking the word of God you have to follow also more importantly is to support the elders this is things that we can do remember our elders and pastors in our prayers because we are always target of uh, Satan's attack Satan wants to attack us 
He want to give us、uh, difficulties. He want us to be discouraged. He want us to be、uh, no longer have the energy to move forward. So please、uh, pray for us, elders and pastors. So, but we should not forget the most important thing is Jesus is the chief shepherd. We are just like pastors and elders, just like helping him. We are like the shepherd dogs, but only Jesus is the chief pastor. We should know him. We should hear his voice, and we should keep ourselves in unity and not go astray. And because we are a precious flock. And this flock is brought by the blood of Jesus Christ, and that's why it is a noble task, because it is the flock of the King. The King has entrusted his flock to us, elders and pastors. So, this is something that, if you have this ambition of getting to become an elder, this is a noble task. And actually, being an elder, if you、uh, next week we will talk about the requirements of being an elder. But if you look at the requirements of the Bible, not many of it is skills. Many of that are characters, spiritual characters. So if you look at that way, it's only ability to teach is skill. The other are spiritual characters, your spiritual maturity. So to be an elder is someone who is spiritually mature enough to lead people. So this is something that we can all aspire to. So it is a good ambition that you should have to become an elder, to be able to、um, teach God's word, to be able to use your life to influence others. And this is a spiritual mature person that we all should.、Um, Have、uh, this ambition to become. So, let Paul and his exhortation to the elders of Ephesus be our target of spiritual growth. To be a person who care, a person who study the word of God, a person who pity、uh, other people, a person who、um, watch over the flock, and a person who.、Um, A person who the last one is to lead the flock. So let us have this ambition. This is our holy ambition to become an elder. And may God help us. Let's pray. Father, we pray that you. Speak to us that we can know your heart. That you want to shepherd your people, and you want to shepherd them through pastors and elders. I pray that you、uh, help this church to select the right people to become elders and pastors of this church, to become leaders of this church, so that this flock. Will be complete when we see you on the day 
um, when we see you in heaven. In Jesus' name I pray all this.